Welcome to Parenting Your Sensitive Child. Parenting a highly sensitive child can feel overwhelming, and all the parenting books in the world can only get you so far if your head and your heart are out of alignment with your child's. I'm your host, Julia McGarry. Let's create a new parenting paradigm. Hey, y'all. I am excited to talk to you today. It has been a busy week around here. I often just forget how busy my family gets at the beginning of the year. I've kind of dropped away from Instagram temporarily just because I want to focus my attention on my kiddo who's turning seven tomorrow as of like when I'm recording this, right? So it's an exciting time. And if I'm not careful, if I don't remind myself that this is where I want to be devoting my energy and my attention, it's a time where I can feel overextended and even a little bit distracted. If I let myself get lost in all of the things that I could be doing, if I had more time, I would just feel overwhelmed and stressed all the time and that's not where I want to be at the beginning of the year and going into my daughter's birthday, right? And that's what I want to come around and talk to you about today. Often when I talk to parents, they feel overwhelmed and they feel stressed. They're reaching out to me because what they've tried with their child, all those recommendations from well-meaning family and friends hasn't really worked and they don't know what to do next. They might be avoiding family outings or vacations because they're worried about how their child will behave. Or maybe they've just received a diagnosis for their child and they're grappling with what that means for their family. They are reaching out because parenting feels hard and nonstop and their relationship with their child, their partner, even themselves isn't what they want it to be, right? They're looking for some sort of light at the end of the tunnel. And sure, this is where we start. I wanna be sure my clients start to get their head above water and quickly. But what I wanna talk to you about today is everything that follows. I wanna talk to you about intentional legacy creation and impossible dreams. Now, before we had kids, many of us had some really powerful visions of what our life with kids would be, if having kids was part of your plan, of course, right? So whether it was aspirations about being a screen-free family or maybe a strong intention to raise kids who love the outdoors and camping as much as you do, and even if having kids wasn't part of your plan and the whole pregnancy phase was traumatic for you, there may have been little glimmers of hope, visions of what it could be like, right? And then your child arrives, and as wonderful as they are, that vision you once held starts to feel a little faded as reality sets in. It starts to feel a little more out of reach. At some point, you may even find yourself thinking, I guess this is just our life now. When we do this, it feels like we're accepting our circumstances. We're accepting our child. We're accepting things the way they are. 
it feels like the right thing to do. But I want you to know there's a difference between acceptance of who your child is and the challenges you face together and resignation. When you accept your circumstances, you make peace with where you are now and you recognize that the path forward isn't what you thought it was and you'll probably need to forge a new one. When you resign yourself to your circumstances, you tell yourself that this is just the way it is and you're just going to have to accept it, right? You can tell you're resigning yourself if you're telling yourself you just have to accept it. It's kind of funny. Resignation, though, isn't actually accepting your circumstances. It's accepting the limitations you believe your circumstances create. Let me put this into a metaphor, okay? I don't know if you've ever read the book Wildwood. This is just what popped into my mind. I think it's because it's winter in the Pacific Northwest and that book is set nearby for me. And it's about a journey into an area outside of Portland in this fantasy world called the Impassable Wilderness. And I really love the Impassable Wilderness as an image. So let's pretend that you want to move your family from Portland to a town on the other side of the Impassable Wilderness, a town that you've seen on maps and you know exists. And the only way to get there is to go through the Impassable Wilderness. First of all, you have to convince yourself that it's not impassable, right? But we're just going to assume that you've already done that bit of work. So you've heard that there's a road that connects the two cities. So you go out and you find the road and you set out. And several days into your journey, the road ends abruptly at a canyon. And there's no clear way around it. There is, however, a little village built right around the edge of the canyon, right around the road. And the villagers have space for you and your family. And you can live there with them as long as you'd like. Resignation in this case would be telling yourself that this is the end of the road and you might as well just accept it. The village is pretty nice after all, right? And you could stay here as long as you want. It feels like accepting. Resignation masquerades as acceptance. But acceptance without the resignation would mean acknowledging that this isn't what you expected Complaining if you need to, feeling disappointed and frustrated if you need to, and then accepting that this canyon has changed your path forward. You can't take the road, but you can figure out another way. Acceptance allows you to stay committed and problem solve and move forward. Resignation causes you to wait it out, put things on hold, and feel stuck. Okay? But resignation to our circumstances is really only part of the problem. If you're stretched thin, exhausted, constantly overwhelmed, and just looking for that light at the end of the tunnel, you develop tunnel vision. You lose touch with your ability to imagine what's possible for you and for your family. It's like you forget that the city on the other side of the impossible wilderness even exists. Maybe it was a myth to begin with. 
my intention for this podcast is to help you reconnect to possibility and start envisioning what you want for your family again. Because it's available to you even if you have to build a bridge to get across the damn canyon. Okay? So with that in mind, take some time this week to think about what's on the other side of the canyon for you. What is it exactly that you want for your family? What do you want for yourself? Even if it seems impossible at first, let yourself go there. What are your big, impossible dreams? Write them down. Write down the values you want to share with your kids. Write down the qualities you want to embody in your relationship with them. How do you want them to remember your relationship when they reflect back on it as adults? This is the work of intentional legacy creation. This is something that we often resist because we're afraid of setting our sights too high and being disappointed. Resigning ourselves to our current reality feels like the safer option, but all it is really is a guarantee that you won't make it across the canyon. Think about that for a minute. Okay, once you've written down your impossible vision, your number one job is to allow yourself to consider that it might be possible for you. Your brain's going to want to focus on how to make it happen, and your job is to redirect it. You don't need to know how yet. You just need to allow it to be a possibility. Your brain's also going to want you to focus on how far away and unrealistic it is. And nothing has gone wrong. When this happens, grab your notebook again and write down all of the reasons your brain is giving you for why it's an unrealistic goal. Why is it safer just to stick with things as they are? Why does your vision feel impossible? Let it all out. Let yourself get really clear on what is standing between you and your vision. What is your canyon? Once you have some of the obstacles written down, you can start to solve for them. But be on to your brain. Notice when it's trying to place responsibility on your circumstances or on other people. And be sure you take the time to rewrite those objections so that they're focused on you. You are the only person you have any true control over. So for example, if you want to travel, but your brain says there's no way because your child would be way too disruptive on an airplane, you're going to want to take more responsibility than that. Otherwise, there really isn't anything you can do. So you would want to rewrite that objection to say something like, I'm too worried about the way my child will be perceived to book an airplane ticket. Can you see the difference? If it's about your child being too disruptive, your only options are to wait it out or figure out an alternative mode of transportation. When it's about your worries, though, you can get to work on exploring that, on figuring out what you're worried about, what your worst case scenario would be, and how you'd solve for that. You can also start gathering evidence 
that people are in fact accepting of your child or that your child is much more capable than you give them credit for. Where can you find evidence in your life right now that either one of those statements is true? Okay, I'm going to stop there for now, but keep in mind, this is really about creating a launching pad. It's about allowing yourself to explore more possibilities and building up your awareness of why you resist them. If you do what I've suggested here, it's not going to magically make your vision a reality, but it will open you up to possibilities you didn't see before, and it will show you where you need to start shifting your thinking in order to make those possibilities more likely to turn into reality, okay? I hope you have a wonderful week. I'm going to be celebrating the hell out of it with my kiddo, and I will catch you in the next episode. Do you feel like you're parenting 24-7 and you're still not sure your child is getting what they need? Are you ready to stop parenting reactively and start living in partnership with your sensitive child? Are you ready to reclaim time for yourself and time for your dreams? Then you're going to want to explore coaching with me. I help my clients tune out all the noise better understand their kids, build a parenting strategy that meets their family's specific needs, and do the mindset work necessary to implement that strategy consistently without sacrificing themselves in the process. To get started, just head over to partnerpath.com, click on coaching, and get your free consultation set up. Let's get to know each other.